Hello, hello, and welcome back to Baki Taki Season 4, Episode 8, Praying Savage. Uh, probably the most problematic name uh, we've had for an episode so far. But we've brought the episode's biggest fan, Lindsay, is back. No, you need to redo that. I am not the biggest fan. I'm... Lindsay's the biggest fan in general of Boggy, but also she really enjoyed this episode. No. What were you saying? Thanks for having me for this episode. No, I was mad at you. <laughs> I, I think that's just because this is an early morning, uh, 11 a.m. record. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. But also, the episode sucked. Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> this is an episode, um, yeah, it's tough to even think about what happens here. But It's, it's just like a total... Um, What's it called? You know, nothing happens. It's like a filler. Yeah, filler arc. They should have had a beach episode. But uh, before we get into that, uh, first off, I guess I'll introduce um, both my guests, Lindsay and um, our our child, of course, is also... You've already said her name on the podcast. No, I haven't. I bleeped it out. Oh, well, there you go. Mystery kiddo. Um, I mean, it's pretty certain now. It's up to you. (laughs) Well, maybe that'll be a surprise. Um, but the other thing, uh, for all returning guests to the show, you've already casted the Baki Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. Um, you made fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, what was it, Bill Skarsgård? Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. No, it's good. Um, my question for you is, there isn't a lot of Baki left, you know? This is episode eight, uh, so there's 19 more, and then we're done. What's something that you would love to see happen before we wrap up? Them delete this episode. <laughs> okay. You, you no, I'll, I'll be serious. Um, let me see. I mean, it's hard because I know a bit. Like, you've watched the last season. I didn't watch any with you, but I do know vaguely kind of where it goes. Yeah. I think it would be... Nice to have Oliver come back. I think he briefly might, but just, I don't know. Like, I feel like we left on a rough note with him. It'd be nice to have him come back as the, like, fun uncle vibe. Um, Bucky, my boy. How's it going? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe have, like, a like a, a Harry Harry Potter and his, his cousin moment with... Uh, with Jack and Baki, where they have like a Harry Potter as a cousin. Yeah, Dudley. Oh, I always saw that it's like his brother because they were like raised together. Okay, but they're cousins. But whatever. Yeah, but, okay. but I mean, so brothers make sense for my analogy because I was I was just saying it'd be nice to have the, that moment of like. Yeah. Oh, Johnny's here too. Um, he's scratching his face. Um, Who knows if they could hear that? Yeah, if they can't, it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just he started doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I think that'd be cool to have a, a Jack and Baki moment, you know, just acknowledge like little little trauma therapy where they just acknowledge they had really crappy uh, dad and childhoods and Yeah. You know. Yeah, I like that idea. They they won't, but I just <laughs> It's nice to think about. Yeah. Alright. Well, let's get into uh what's it called? The episode. So this episode starts off where the last one left off. So Katsumi is standing there uh, with his arm blown off. Now, what did you think? Uh, well, actually, I know what you think because you immediately went, ew, as yeah. the episode started. Yeah. Um, but what else were you thinking? <laughs> um, 
Honestly, in my brain, I went, oh, I, okay, it's, it's this episode. But also, I didn't know this episode, so, I don't know. I just, I just had a feeling. It was just a bad start. He's got the bone, the literal bone in his, like, mouth. Or, oh, or that happens really fast. It happens soon after, yeah. Well, what I was going to say was crazy to me is, so Kitsumi is missing all of his muscles between his wrist and yeah, his, like, shoulder. It, it doesn't basically. make any sense, and it's gross. Well, but he's not bleeding. And then Pickle rips his arm off, and oh, there's and so much blood. Like, did it just get stuck in his, like, shoulder? Like, I don't know. Obviously, Bach is a visual medium, but um, I feel like you can hear some of the blood coming out in this clip. Take me then. Go on and take my life. German, no! So what do you think, Pickle? Do I taste good? Yeah, it was just, it repaired itself at the shoulder so fast. But then when he ripped it off, I don't know. It, but even that, like, the amount of blood coming out should have had him dead within a few minutes. Yeah. And it didn't. And he was fine in the hospital later. Like, it's just... So, the nice thing so about Kitsumi is, like Retsu, um, he acknowledges that he lost, and he basically lays down to let Pickle eat him. I don't expect to get out of this alive. You've won. Eat me. Not just my arms. Not just my legs. Not just my head. All of me. Did Retsu really do that? Didn't we find out Pickle was going to do that with Retsu? It's tough to tell. Yeah. Retsu, I assume, was sort of dragged out of there, but it's off screen, so yeah. maybe Retsu will That's true. But no, but in this one, he's like fully like, eat me, eat my head, eat my body, <laughs> eat my arms, eat my leg. Like, he has this whole moment in his head of like, eat all of me. And I was like... This is this is right on the cusp of getting weirdly like sexual. Yeah. I don't know, it was weird. You know what? When you phrase it that way, you know, Retsu does have a line afterwards where he says, like, maybe deep down I didn't want him to eat me. And it seems like Katsumi very much spells it out that yes, he does want to get eaten. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that um Well that everyone somebody can everyone through this up episode everyone through this episode treats it like he did even better than Retsu. Yeah. Which Okay, I I guess. I don't know. But, like, is that the main difference? That he was fully like, yes, I want to be eaten? I don't know. It's so stupid. He never started doing the windmill punch. Man, if he had done the windmill punch at the speed of sound, he could have won this fight. Windmill punch with no joints? Oh, God. He would have taken off. But I also... It doesn't feel like... Because I've... I, I don't even know if I watched the episode before, but we listened to the podcast. And it doesn't feel like Pickle even won the fight. It feels like he, Kitsumi, lost it. Like, it just feels like he tried his hardest and then was like, I'm done. And well, that's, just fell that's, over. That's a really good point. Pickle in the entire fight kicked him once and Kitsumi went, oof. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Kitsumi proceeded to punch so hard his muscles flew off. Yeah. And then gave up. Yeah. Pickle didn't really do anything. And, and but then, but then getting to the next little part. Yes. So. Oh my god. So everybody in the stadium is um, unanimous. Everybody in the stadium has decided. I'm just going to sit here and watch this cave. No, the eat. one dude. You're right, Tokugawa. Oh my! Wait, that's not his dad, right? No, 
No, yeah, Tokugawa yeah. then. He is like, no! <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> you think this guy was like his lover, honestly. Like, he was just you, like, ah, my, my sensu, or whatever they call him. It was like, no, you can't get up. Ah. Yeah, but the, the thing is, like, yes, it looks odd in this situation, but he is, but he is the only person who acts like a real human. Like, Katsumi is this guy they've all known for years, and they're all just gonna sit and watch oh, him get eaten. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I guess if I was in this weird scenario, I'd be the same as him, being like, no, but but it's they just, it's weird because, like you just said, everyone else, more or less, is acting inhuman. Yeah. So it's very like, ah, what's he doing? He's not fitting with the the weirdos in this show. Well, this was something I wanted to talk about because I realized this is something that uh, I, if we ever bring back Baki Bingo, I'm going to add it to the board. Um, there's this concept in Baki that often happens where something is so impressive, so incredible, that everybody reacts the same way. Yeah. And they all go, <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh. And it, it happens a few times in this episode. First of all, nobody budges an inch while Pickle is going, except for Tokugawa. And then later, they all uh, bow their heads and kneel so nobody can see them behind their chairs. Of the 55,000 members of Shinshin Kai who had filled the stadium, not one of them had left. They were all still there, but every one of them was on his knees. Unable to bear the thought of looking down on their fallen leader from above, they had all, as one, without any spoken command, fallen to their knees. Okay, wait. And it's... Tokugawa, is he the little guy? Yeah, the little guy. No, I'm talking about the guy who was, like, in white, in the white outfit, who was, like, in front of all the randos. Oh, Suedo. Suedo was like, ah, no! <laughs> and then Tokugawa was the one that actually did something. Like, he yeah. was like... Forgive me, Pickle. But this is not the age of the dinosaurs. I cannot allow it. Haha, -ha, I brought my men with guns. Which was interesting because the season started with someone shooting Pickle and him not caring. But it's it's tranquilizer darts. Yeah. Which has true. been shown to work on, uh, well, apparently um, a swimming pool full of chloroform can sort of work on him. Okay. But, um... Well, anyways, knows? yeah, no, I was talking about Suedo. Suedo is like... <laughs> hilariously just like reacting. Sweeter's a big guy with big feelings. <laughs> That's a really good way to describe him. German no! But yeah, Tokugawa just and it's weird because Tokugawa like I don't know, he's such a weird guy I'm like, don't you run an underground like fighting arena but you just you just have a line of like people can't eat each other? Tokugawa's the type of, yeah, Tokugawa is the guy who runs an underground fighting arena where famously there are no rules, but he is always the guy to be like, no, they're going against the rules yeah. we've got to stop them yeah, I get it though. Everybody likes Kitsumi. He's the chairman of the Shinshin Kai. Um, anyway, he orders four gunmen who were just chilling in the stands. Yeah, that was confusing. Um, they all pull out their sniper rifles with tranquilizer but darts. But wait! And then Dopo Orochi, father of the year, comes in and <laughs> says, "You better not, you better not get in the way of that caveman eating my son." Order them to put those guns down. <sighs> Because that would dishonor him. Yeah. That's, um... It, this is a good moment to remember for later. 
Um, so him, him basically being like, my son wants to be eaten. I don't give a crap if he's dead after that. Don't like let him get eaten. Yeah. This is well. I feel like I want to talk about this later when we get yeah, to yeah. it we'll, because we'll, we'll, this we'll moment is a is a yeah. Luckily, luckily, nothing uh, oh, ends Lord. up happening because Pickle uh, does something that we all do, and by Pickle we all, I mean never done this before. <laughs> He walked away from a fight. Well, before he oh, walks before away, that, sorry, We all yes. do something that everybody does. And it's by that only I mean all human. humans in history. It's only human when you see something miraculous or evil or good or whatever. Yeah, they said exceptionally evil or incredibly kind. And then they showed, and then they showed a giant volcano erupting. And then they showed Jesus on the cross. Like, those are the two things they show. But, of course, the gesture we are talking about is when you take two hands, put them in front together like you are praying, which is something that even man was doing 190 million years ago. Throughout all of history and across all races, cultures, and creeds, there is one gesture common to all of humankind. Firstly, obviously that's bullshit. <laughs> but also it's just like... I, I don't think every human prays wow. in the same way, I mean, and stuff. E- even if they are religious, like, their other religions don't even pray with their hands together like that. Uh, that's where you're wrong. No, actually, I'm every, not. And it's been for no. all time, actually. No. Um, so, yeah, Pickle, he has this weird monologue, which, honestly, I feel like this is a very, like, let's just come up with something so that Katsumi doesn't die. That's the thing. That's that's fully what this felt like. Yeah. Like, it was like, we have got ourselves into a corner where we've created these stakes where, like, this guy will eat the people that he... And it... I don't know. It, it's really just frustrating. Because he's... Twice now, he hasn't eaten the person. And Yeah. At least the first time made sense. He was drugged. Um, the second time, though, it's... I think the justification is that he's he, used to he's fighting... He's realized he's friends with this guy now. Yeah, because they show all the dinosaurs, and then they spend, like, Yo. five minutes just talking about how this man has small feet and small hands, and he is not a dinosaur. He's a little beta. He doesn't have claws or... or tail or whatever horn. horns horn, or yeah. and then it was like but he has worked so hard to make his his body into his small hands into claws and tails and i don't know it was the it was literally just i'm also just gonna put out there i loved the the slides in the background of pickle fighting dinosaurs while this conversation was on there was one where like a brachiosaur came up and tried to step on him and pickle like <laughs> held up the foot as it was coming down like mm-hmm. oh my god i like, they always talk about him fighting T-Rexes, but I find it so much more interesting to imagine how the he beat the Brachiosaur. Yeah. It's Dude, a... Are Brachiosaurs, are they even, like, meat eaters? No. <laughs> so why was it fighting him? Because it hated him. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the time of the dinosaurs, they all fucking hated Pickle. Cause Pickle I feel like, I feel like it didn't even realize Pickle was there, and it almost accidentally stepped on him. And he was like, oh, and that, that's how he fought it. He just, like... You know, oh my God. didn't get stepped on. Yeah. But anyway, for whatever reason, Pickle decides I'm not going to eat him. And even after ripping off Katsumi's arm, decides I'm not going to eat this arm yeah, he either. he leaves the arm. Which is such a dick move. Um, what does he think? They're going to put that arm back <laughs> on? Like, 
Why would they? Oh my god, yeah. So yeah, um, so Katsumi gets taken away. Oh, Every, well that's this, the moment. that I love that moment, honestly. That probably was my favorite part of the episode. Hey, where'd everybody go? Like, these three guys show up with him in a stretcher, and they're like, What's wrong? Uh, where, where is everybody? When did they leave? Look around, they're like, where'd everyone go? And also they're like, did everyone leave? And I'm like, you would have noticed, like, thousands of people leaving a stadium... And then it cuts to the people, and they've all... Are they praying, or did they just no, go they, on No, they knees? knelt down and averted their eyes so yeah. that they wouldn't be looking down. So firstly, here's why this is funny. For so many reasons. One, yeah. there's a front row. Like, they're, <laughs> they're not covered by anything. But these guys didn't see them, apparently. Two, these are supposed to be, like, giant macho men. Yeah. And you're telling me these little stadium seats were covering all of them? Yep. <laughs> like, do you, you gotta think there's parts where two guys were, like, crouching and just like, man, get out of my space. No. Like, I'm trying to... Suedo had nothing in front of him, and he crouched so low nobody could see him. Yeah, that was... I was so dumb, but, but honestly, also, they, the, the they best. did this unprompted. Nobody discussed oh, yeah. this with anybody else. They all, else. at the same time, even though... Okay, so that was funny, too. They were like... They were like... It was almost synchronicity. Synchronicity. <laughs> Yeah. It was like, at the same time, they all did this. But then you watch, they didn't do it all at the same time. Like, the the, the shot they show of people doing it, it was like, this guy kind of goes, and a second yeah. later, this... And, like, do they think nobody can see out of the corners there of their eye? Like, they... Like, you gotta tell me there's not, like, one this... guy who was like, oh, shit, everyone's going on their knees, I better go on my knees. Like, come on. To be fair, you know, it's funny. I feel like if the Bills have another game, like, last night, or last week, uh, I might be, I might, this might happen again at, uh, at New Era Stadium this week. Right. At me and the entire audience yeah, might simultaneously at the same time. have to look down <laughs> instead of watching Josh Get on Allen. your knees and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. If that happens, I want a picture. I have, I have nobody will take a picture. Even the cameraman will be looking down <laughs> at the ground. <laughs> all the players, just everyone, just gets on their knees. They're all looking down. Oh my gosh! Thank God I knew what had happened before. Because imagine how extra boring it would have been if this was the start of the episode. I didn't get to see any of the fight. I just get to see this, like. Well, you get to see uh, Baki feels bad about being such an asshole the last time they talked to each other. Baki was filled with regret. Yeah, oh, but... oh, he, when he said, like... It should have been me. should have been me or whatever. Yeah. He feels bad for, like, a millisecond. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's the thing. It just cuts to him in, in the hospital. Um, What's his face? That he just had his arm ripped off. Yeah, Kitsumi's there with Retsu. And he's fine! He's all bandaged up, and he's like... He, he is still missing an arm, I will say. Okay, but he doesn't have a single other scratch. He's sitting up in bed. He's not attached to any machines. Like, he's fine. Are they going to put him on the arm regrower machine? Like... When you've lost that much blood? Oh, put him on the blood machine, I see. Put him on anything. A heart rate <laughs> monitor. Like, it seems like they're just... Like, it looked like he was getting discharged. Like... I think he probably was the, that afternoon. Yeah, um, and then Retsu comes in. Retsu comes in and, and is makes like, some Chinese. I'm jealous of you. Well, first we learn about chi- how Chinese tea isn't as good as the various Japanese teas. Well, that's Retsu said it was better. Well, yeah, but then Kitsumi was like, well... You haven't had my tea. You haven't had my tea, and I've got like four different flavors that are all better. <laughs> I'll make you a cup. 
You'll change your mind then. And then there's Bancha and Sencha to say nothing of Hojicha. All delicious. Um, so big win. There was for, no, there was no consensus for there. Team Japan. Um, Baki comes in with a bushel roses. of roses, <laughs> which we were wondering what that was. And about. they're in, they're in like the paid for thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it wasn't just like, oh, maybe he just found a garden and ripped them out. It was like, no, he went and got like it was wrapped and. <laughs> I like to think he was on his way to visit Kozaway. I think decided. they were just, I think they were just reusing a shot of him going on a date or something. <laughs> So, um, I don't know. Baki is... It's a stupid scene. Yeah, they talk about it, and they're like, oh, Pickle's so strong. Uh, do you think you'll be able to take him? And Baki does one of the, one of the cooler so, moves. I've I don't seen think in a so. While. It was... The roses he brought, he just... He, like, rips them off the stems and then starts squeezing them. I thought it was going to be something cool, like he was going to make a ruby out of them or something. You know, like... He, he makes a little drop. He turned it into one. He turns an entire um, sure. bouquet of rose petals into one drop of liquid. And then, and then he rubs, rubs it. it, and it's gone. And I'm like, yeah. Also, he, to prove it's gone, he rubs his hands over Katsumi's face. Is that what he was doing? I thought he was maybe like, maybe he was like taking the rose stuff and like putting it on his face in like a uh, what? What are those things you put in the little machine and it like, you know, people use them instead of medicine when they're crazy oh um i have no idea <laughs> whatever <laughs> like the thing where it's like you have an essence of this in your water yeah okay i just thought he was like rubbing that on his face i don't know maybe that's why you brought the roses that's <laughs> like, why the ar- that's how the arm's gonna I, grow back. but i don't i still don't understand how that even answers the question well, okay, this this ex- this is explained by his previous very lame feat where Baki was shown crumpling newspapers in his fists. Yeah. And I think he's evolved now to the point where before he could crumple a newspaper in his fist. Mm-hmm. Now he can crumple rose petals um, <laughs> out of harder? existence. Uh, once again, uh, on Baki, <laughs> it's, a gradient, it's a gradient scale of things from... <laughs> I think I could do that to literally impossible, but the impressiveness doesn't go across that scale. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that scene. Yes. Uh, I think next it's uh, Yujiro walking down the street. Oh my god. It was a strange sight. The man was merely walking down the street, and yet all around him, people were stopping in their tracks. Man, he is so cool. Okay, I could. Before we even get into that, though. Like, literally, it cuts to an overhead shot of a street. It, where are we now? In Japan? Tokyo, yeah. Tokyo. So, it's just, like, so many people. Just, like, I assume that this is one of the street. I think this is one of those streets that you've closed down for cars for the public, you know? Like, like what they want to do on Young. <laughs> I rolled my eyes, in uh, case you couldn't see that on the podcast. Just in case. Just in case you yeah. can see that. I love that scene. Yujiro's walking around. What a cool guy. And he's so strong. But then we have... I think it, that was the moment you said, like, wow, this is like a flashback episode. Yes. Because we flashback again. Like, this is probably, like, the tenth flashback by now. And it's not flashbacks to anything in the show. It's literal flashbacks to, you know, whatever crap they want to Some of it was flashbacks to things we've seen in the show. This was a cheap episode. Yeah. Um, so so they literally are like explaining why people are scared of Yujiro. Couldn't be because, you know, like he's t- 
taller than them, which is also weird. Isn't he supposed to be quite short? No, he's oh. actually he's just not freakishly tall. Oh. You'd expect him to be huge. He was like a head taller than everyone. But this is why it's so difficult to tell anybody's size. <laughs> yeah. He you know, he's got an aura. Like we've I feel like we've talked about these auras they have over and over and over, and yet they still want to give us like a like a lesson in a an old An Impala a young Impala. An Oh, I meant an old-fashioned deer. Was what I was gonna say. I don't know. What old-fashioned deer. I don't know what an impala is. I assume it's like a type of deer. It looked like it. Oh yeah, we got one of our old, <laughs> not like your newfangled elk or uh, one of them. Anyways, moose. so they just basically show this impala and it's just walking along. And I thought they were gonna connect it to Yujiro, but no, no. They it it runs into a cheetah or something and it's just like I'm fucked. That's basically what it, the scene is. And then it's like that's why everyone's scared of Yujiro. They innately knew they were screwed. And it's like okay. Yeah, I'll I, I'll be honest. This is one of the lamest metaphors, and I feel like like the author Itagaki was just like, well, I'll have some sort of you know analogy of why people are scared of Yujiro. And but, I think he's done why? so many. But the... why does it matter? Because the scene takes a one eighty. And what's his face shows up? Dopo. Dopo, Dopo shows up. <laughs> and and they're like, let's go talk or whatever they say. And they go to a fancy restaurant. Like, why do why do we And then after having a scene where you show us how scared everyone is, the bartender isn't scared at first. He's like, let me make a fancy cocktail for you. Just tip it back and sip it slow. Firstly, he he fills that cocktail glass way too high it's amazing because like you're, there's so many things you were frustrated in this episode but that was one of the only things during the record that you audibly went that glass is too full <laughs> it was it was like for well, such a fancy place and tip slowly he, he did give instructions okay but that's not you you don't fill a glass to the rim like that that because you shouldn't if you make a drink in like those little cocktail glasses i'm pretty sure you should know not to, it's not a, like, gulp it down drink, because you don't get a lot. Like, it's, but the guy gave him a lot. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. This bartender just, it was like, first day, and he's showing off. I don't know. Yeah. He gets freaked out, though, once Yujiro, instead of picking up the glass, hits the table so hard the glass flies into the air, and he can drink he, it. And he catches it, and just, and then drinks it. But also, they show it, it looks like he is tipping it back slowly, but also he drinks it in like a millisecond, so that was confusing. Yeah. Uh, so the reason that Dopo and Yujiro uh, are hanging out is because they want to talk about how... They want to talk about being dads. <laughs> yeah, and their opinions on, and their approaches to fatherhood. And, you know, Dopo and Yujiro are two legendary fighters of around the same age, I'd say. And they both have sons around the same age. And so the question is, why is this show called Baki and not Kitsumi? And it appears that the reason that we have followed Bagi as this incredible fighter is because Yujiro was the better father because oh he wasn't as lenient. God. Yeah, they literally talk about, like, he's like, you made one major mistake. And then it's Dobo's like, I know, I was too lenient with him. And it's just like, what? In this episode alone, you have shown that you were willing to let him die. Like, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. Also, just, just to put out there, that little 10 second of conversation Lindsay had would have taken 30 seconds because Dopo and Yujiro are making goofiest faces every time. Like, one of them will say something 
And then the other will say something surprising. It cuts back to them going, oh, huh? And then it cuts the other guy going, hmm. Anyway, great podcast you know, descriptions. How, how dads do. <laughs> dad drink time. I, I do imagine, though, they seem pretty in sync about their dad talk, which was pretty funny. So I do imagine this is not the first time that they've sat down to just talk about being dads. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. And it's like... Yujiro is barely a dad. Well, no, but that, you know, we're going to talk a lot about that next season. Um, with okay. Kitsumi, oh my god, the, that spoiled little guy oh, yeah, whose dad that, like, got mauled by a tiger. <laughs> they said that a bunch of times. The spoiled guy who was born and grew up in a circus and then yeah. was just kind of abducted and then told you gotta learn karate and he worked so hard he was able to, like, do these cool feats in the last episode and also... All these people respect him, and but he's not good enough. Like that's basically what they were saying. And maybe this is stuff where we're we're just missing the context from when Katsumi was introduced. But, okay, but um, at least from neither, the death row, neither of these guys have fought Pickle, so they're being very hypocritical in my mind. But they're so lucky to live in the time where they could. Um, one of my favorite parts of the episode, uh, they they switch topics to talk about um, how lucky they are. Um, so first, Dopo asks for uh, a pen and paper to do some. Math. Oh my god! And I complain about cheap animation. Uh, this is my favorite all time. They take a still photo of Dopo's hand holding a pen, and move then it across the screen. It just moves, <laughs> and letters are like showing up. It's so good. Um, but Dopo does the math, and he shows that um, if if you can only fight for fifty years, which I don't know where they got that yeah, number. Yeah, aren't um, they? The other, the old guy was in this episode at the beginning, just yep. watching. He's like a hundred and something. I don't think any of these guys are going to tap out when they hit like <laughs> 70 or anything. But, um, so the odds of, and Pickle's been frozen for 190 million years. So the odds are one in 3.8 well, million. he literally does 190 million divided by 50. And I'm like, what? Editor Steve here. I'm re-listening to the audio and Dopo gets it wrong. Like, listen to this. One in three million eight hundred thousand. Uh-huh. I see. Saying that something has only a one in 1.38 million chance of succeeding. Well, it's almost like saying it has a zero percent chance, right? One in three million eight hundred thousand. One in 1.38 million. <laughs> like... Here's the thing. It's not like Pickle was fighting that whole time if he's trying to say, like, oh, he's fought so many lifetimes. Like, he was frozen. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, I don't I don't understand what this math was. And then, okay, so, sorry, keep going, because I was confused. Because then he, he says, like, okay, so the odds are, like, The odds of every in... human born in the last 190 million years is 1 in 3.8 that they would overlap with their fighting prime and Pickle coming back to life. Okay. <laughs> That's what he's saying. <laughs> I don't think most of us think of, like, our, pr- our fighting prime. And, sorry, now I'm even more confused. If he thinks 50 years is the norm for people's fighting prime, are we doing, like... Zero to fifty, like just no, think. I think they're doing twenty to fighting. seventy. You have to remember the author was probably getting close to seventy at the time he wrote this. <laughs> so twenty to seventy. Maybe, yeah, I don't. I don't know how old he is now. He's old now. I don't know how old he was when he wrote okay. this. Okay, but he he's just hitting his physical peak. <laughs> 
Anyway, then they go off into the night reminiscing about how great it is that they have the ability to fight somebody who they will never fight for the entirety of the manga. That's what bothered me. We should be glad to be alive. It feels like powerful forces must be at work to have made such a thing happen. Yeah, it's someone or something up above. Being being upset that he was too lenient in, in his kid's life and now his kid lost to Pickle, who they were so fortunate to be able to have the opportunity to fight, but they haven't. Like, I don't know. This is just made me mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the other topic of mad, uh, the episode's almost done. Uh, Jeez. So we have a quick scene. Baki's trying to imagine his next shadow boxing opponent, which he wants to shadow box Pickle. And he can't. He can't, which is incredible, because as we all remember, Baki was able to imagine a 200-pound um, praying mantis and also a T-Rex. I have to assume just from watching Jurassic Park, he has learned how to fight Well, her. yeah, that was interesting, because he literally was like, I've watched Pickle. I know how he moves. I know how he fights. I'm like, that does not seem to be a requirement for creating a shadow boxing yeah. thing. Like, you're creating, like, weird stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. And then somehow, somehow when, so Retsu shows up, which is amazing, because he just sticks his head down the, like... Into his monster lab, or whatever it monster Yeah, layer. I don't know, whatever he calls it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, hey, Retsu. Uh-huh. Your monster factory. Just as I imagined, it's pretty basic. But so, but then, <laughs> Retsu's just walking around. Like, he just, I don't even know what he's doing this episode. He's like, okay, well, I've already fought, so I'm just going to go visit all my friends in different places. Well, I yeah, I, honestly, I think that's what the office thing is, what the hell. Because <laughs> next time we meet up with Retsu, he's going to be boxing yeah. in Las Vegas. Um, so anyway, so, um, so Retsu comes in, and then Baki's just like, Retsu's like, what are you imagining? And he's like, no, I'm just learning a lesson that I'm not ready to fight Pickle. But then immediately in the episode, like, in the conversation, he starts going like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not sure how much more of this I can take. <gasps> I mean, can you believe this? <laughs> I'm gonna get to go in the ring and slug it out with an unfathomably powerful opponent! This guy is impossibly strong. I'm so excited to fight him. And I'm like, didn't you just say... He did, yeah. You weren't... It was quite odd. But he's got the mentality of a fighter, and so... Apparently. Retsu's like, you mentally seem ready. Meanwhile, he's like, Joker-style laughing, eyes open, like, so excited because Retsu says, you know, oh... Me and Katsumi don't know how strong he is. We didn't give him enough of a fight. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> I don't know. So that, so Baki asks for a fight the next morning, uh, which as you point out, there's a lot of morning fights. Yeah, a lot of them are like, okay, we'll do it tomorrow. Well, Baki, maybe he has to like go to the gym or something after. Um, well, it was his mistake. Yeah, because somebody has broken into the Tokyo Dome right to the underground arena. Oh no. It's... Jack Hanma. Ready to go a few rounds, caveman? And this is my favorite Jack Hanma fight ever. Uh, just the energy he brings in. Everybody this season has been so, like, like just righteous. Righteous and, yeah. and very, like, civil. Like, and ha, oh, I'm so excited to be 
to be fighting this superhuman man from long ago and Jack is like I will prove I'm more of a savage than you like that's basically the vibe I get he brings the the, the energy of like if, if <laughs> I don't even know like like if Pickle broke into his house I think he would have the same energy of just yeah. like let's get ready to rumble well that's why I was super mad because that's where the episode ends yes like I literally had the end of like justifying why we were getting out of one fight random snippets of bull and then teasing jack and i was like that's my episode really yeah well yeah that's life um thank you so much for coming on the (laughs) oh that's it no no like questions from the audience there's 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 two more segments don't Uh, talk to me anymore You'll be back before we finish this podcast. I mean, I live here. I can come back whenever I want. <laughs> so, Lindsay? Yeah. Now that you've watched another episode of Baki, do you think the show is getting better or No. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. No, not even a little bit. Right. I think the show it started in a weird place because it was starting in the middle of a story that we didn't know. Yeah. I, I would say Maybe by the end of the the inmates or whatever they were called. Yeah. I think that was okay. Then they went into the tournament, which was just fighting, and it's like, eh, okay, whatever. And then the jail just felt silly. And then now it's just dumb because he, okay, don't get me wrong. This is a this could be a cool premise. Like this guy comes back and he says but don't don't pull some bullshit like oh he's gonna eat those that he loses and then he doesn't eat anyone it's just it's just silly like it's don't throw all your best characters like it's it's almost like instead of it just being Baki who has um what's it called like plot armor yeah it's like they've created a whole cast that has plot armor now yeah well don't worry I'm uh you know Things can change, but uh, I either want less blood or more blood. Okay, that's what that's what I want. Tough to please. <laughs> All right, fan question time. If you had to pick a character from the episode to have to work with, who would it be? So I work with children, so <laughs> um, I don't know. Suedo was really expressive. I feel like he could have a lot of fun with the kids. You can bring Tokugawa and just pretend he's one of the kids. I don't want to take care of him. It's at work list. <laughs> I think Suedo. I think Suedo had the, like, yeah, like, like that's how you got to be with kids, you know? He could teach them, like, little karate moves. They would love that, and he just, you know, he'd be very... Um, expressive and very uh yeah energetic i feel like he's got energy for days so i i, I work from home and i think that having retsu uh just yeah. cohabitate well, i think he would make tea. he would bring me food all day <laughs> i think he would be a, a blast and i don't know i don't know if he'd be great at what i do but i don't think anybody would really challenge well, him well um dobo racho knows numbers so <laughs> dobo's a math guy maybe i should have it <laughs> I would never there's there's a few people in this show that I would never want to work or to spend time with because I think they would almost certainly punch me in the face to teach some obscure martial arts lesson. Dopo's uh, Dopo's yeah. way up there. Yujiro's the only person honestly I'd put above him on the do not hire uh scale. Um but yeah. 
All right, well, that's that's the end of that episode. We're now well past the halfway mark for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, How many are left? Is it 13 this season? 13, I think, yeah, and then 14 next uh, season. 27 total. Mm. So uh, we're, getting, we're getting close, uh, but in other ways, we're not close at all. Uh, <laughs> but that's all the Pocky. We've got a Taki for this week. See you all next time. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Friday.